Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. Who's experienced a miracle in May? I know Chantal and I have, our church has, and probably a whole lot more miracles happening that we don't even know about yet. But as Matt said, there's three days left. I'm believing that the best wine is going to be the last wine. I'm believing the best miracles are saved to last. And so if you're believing God for a miracle, just lift up your hand right now. Let me just speak life into your situation. Father, you see every hand. Lord, we pray and we expect. We pray and we wait. We pray and we trust. So, Father, we receive by faith today, Father, miracles in this place. We thank you, Father. It's not in our own strength, our own might, but in your spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, you can take your seats. Just want to encourage you. Let's get behind those, the kids this week as they play football. Race. I don't even think it's brilliant. They've come up with their own initiative, and they're, they're their little champions. So we'll be there on Saturday at the Open Academy, and it'll be great for them to be playing football and the, the new building's right there as well, right in front of us. So if you haven't seen the new building, it's an opportunity to see it as well. Okay, well... Welcome to summer. May we get those doors open that way as well, get as much fresh air flowing through this place. Everyone's like waving their offering envelopes at me. Is it you want to give money? What's going on? Everyone's just, have I missed something? Um, today, as Matt said, is Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday. And I had a message, I wrote a message on Friday afternoon and evening called Tomorrow Belongs to God. And I'm not going to use that because yesterday I really felt just to completely change it and preach on Pentecost, preach on the Holy Spirit. So tomorrow belongs to God is obviously for tomorrow. Um, it's not for today. Um, but I'm believing for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So today will be very different, okay? I wouldn't normally do um, this type of message on a Sunday morning, but really felt today to do something different in church. So if you're here for the first time, get ready. If you're here, hopefully not for the last time, get ready. But if you're here, uh, you've been coming for, for, many, for many weeks, months, years, I believe today the Holy Spirit wants to do something fresh. And so I haven't we've, we've got kind of a template of what's going to happen. Um, God moved mightily in the first service, and I didn't want to close the service, but I had to because of you lot. Um, but I say that nicely the Spirit of God is definitely moving already. And so I want to unpack the Holy Spirit in a fresh, unique, relevant, everyday way. You know, growing up, when people used to speak about the Holy Spirit, often it went a bit weird. Anyone else know? Their voices started changing. They started shaking all that. We're not going to do any of that stuff today. Okay, we're just going to speak about the Holy Spirit in a really normal, everyday sense. And um, yeah, so just a little bit of context, and then we're going to jump into this. Jesus walked the earth in ministry for three years. He was in ministry. He ministered for three years and then he, uh, he died. He was resurrected and ascended to be uh, with the Lord. There are voices in the room. The disciples had the privilege of spending three years up close and personal with Jesus. And as we read the first four books of the New Testament, if you're new to church, they're called the Gospels. They are the Gospel account of what happened in those everyday moments. Who knows that after three years, you get to know someone? 
If you've been dating your, your, your girlfriend, your boyfriend for a week, and you think, I really know this person, trust me, you do not know them, okay? You spend some time with them, and you will soon get to know them. They're good things, and they're not so good things. So the disciples have seen Jesus heal. They've seen him raise people from the dead. They've seen him feed 5,000 people with some crumbs and a few fish. They've seen him calm the seas. They've seen everything that Jesus has done. But just towards the end of that three years, Jesus drops what I'm going to describe as an outrageous statement to his disciples. He says this. He says in John 16, 7, however, I'm telling you the truth. It is good for you that I'm going away. If I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, Imagine the questions they must have had for Jesus. If I was there in that moment, my first question would have been, first of all, where are you going? If your spouse walks in and says, I'm going away, who's the first question you're going to say? Where are you going? Second question I'd have for Jesus is, what is good about you going away? What is good about you going away? If you've just been with someone and they fed you, looked after you, helped you, There's nothing good about that moment. And yet Jesus describes it as good. My third question would be, am I coming? Am I coming? My fourth question is this, who is the helper? The helper won't come to you. Jesus was describing the Holy Spirit, which was coming. Now we know that, we know that, but he didn't. We know that now, but he didn't. The disciples didn't in that moment. Then Jesus dies, resurrects and ascends to heaven. What we forget is for seven weeks, humanity goes into limbo. Seven weeks. God goes silent. There is no Jesus and there is no Holy Spirit. We have this seven weeks, 49 days of limbo. And then in Acts chapter 2, After 49 days of waiting, it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord. And suddenly, and suddenly, I'm expecting today a suddenly moment. Maybe you, like the disciples, you feel let down and disappointed. Maybe you receive some good, some bad news, some discouragement. It says, and suddenly... A sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire. One sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It wasn't until that moment that the disciples understood what Jesus had meant. They'd experienced Jesus next to them. Now, just stay with me here. They'd experienced Jesus next to them, but now they were experiencing Jesus in them. Because there was only one thing that Jesus could not do as a human. He could not be omnipresent. So when he says to the disciples, it is better that I go, what he was saying is, I can be with you, Ben, in your, in your moment in Chroma, but I'm human, so I can't be over here 
in this situation. So he says, it's better that I go so I can send my help of the Holy Spirit who can be with you, Matt, in your struggle. He can be with you, George. He can be with you, Sandy. He can be, he, the Holy Spirit can be inside of all of us. So even though the pain of Jesus leaving their side, he said, I'm going to send you something even greater. The presence of Almighty God to stay inside of you. Now that's good news. At Christmas, we remember that God is with us. At Easter, we remember that God is for us. But at Pentecost, we remember that Christ is in us. Omnipresent. Jesus was no longer just a human doing life day by day, but the Spirit of God living inside of us. Pentecost was actually not a one-off event. I believe that Pentecost should be a daily event in our lives where we're daily filled with the presence of Jesus. Now here's the good news. The bad news for the disciples is they had to wait for 49 days for the Holy Spirit's arrival. The good news for us is the Spirit's already here. The Spirit's already here. And I'm believing today for our young people, for our young adults, our students, families, God is going to fill us afresh on this Pentecost Sunday with the Holy Spirit. I know it's warm in here, but it would have been warm on the day of Pentecost too in the Middle East, all right? So and they didn't have offering envelopes to wave around. And I love preaching about the Holy Spirit. I want to remind us again, we're a Pentecostal church. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the life-giving power of Jesus in, our, in people's lives. It's strength and it's energy to our souls. And there are many attributes of the Holy Spirit, but just in these few moments we have together, I want to share five attributes of the Holy Spirit on this Pentecost Sunday. And in that, in doing that also, I want to pray for five groups of people. And we're going to, instead of praying for people at the end, we're going to pray as we go today. Is that okay? So I'm going to ask you to respond. If you, and the, when I was standing at the door saying goodbye to people in the first service, many people responded in, in many different ways. And some of the points today maybe won't be for you, but for, will be for others. But today I believe the Holy Spirit will come and, and meet you where you're at. Number one, five, first attribute of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit brings confidence. Acts 1 Verse 8 says, you shall receive power, strength. Before the Holy Spirit arrived in those 50 days, the disciples were described as timid. They were described as weak. And the Bible says that they fled in the face of opposition. But after being baptized in the Spirit, there was a fresh strength and a fresh confidence which came on the disciples. I'm believing today that the Holy Spirit is going to give you confidence. To every student, as you face and write your exams this week, I'm going to believe that you're going to walk into that exam hall with confidence, with confidence. I'm believing, you know, I'm, I'm meeting so many people that have had their confidence knocked, especially in the aftermath of, 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 of COVID. Speaking to a football coach, only yesterday he was saying there's a whole generation of young people and children have lost their confidence because they didn't have community for nearly two years and they've lost their confidence. Well, I'm going to believe today that, make, that God can redeem, God can make up everything that's been knocked out of you. God can put inside of you a fresh confidence. Confidence to apply for the university of your dreams. Confidence to go for that promotion. 
confidence to ask that special someone for a coffee. Chantel said no for the first three times at least. And then God revealed to her the light. And But the truth, the truth is that we get knocked back, don't we? We get pushed back and we go for the job promotion, we don't get it. We go to the interview, we don't get it. And we, we get our confidence knocked and we feel jaded and we feel disillusioned. I believe today the first attribute of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost Sunday is God is going to give you a fresh confidence. He's going to put some wind in your sails. He's going to give you the strength to keep going and face another week. Come on, confidence to buy your first home. Confidence to clear your debt. Confidence to get married. God's going to put some confidence back in your soul. Hebrews 10.35 says, Do not throw away your confidence. Too many people have thrown away their confidence. It's all right for them, or maybe it's for them, but God is saying, no, I've chosen you. You are my prized possession. His confidence can be in you afresh today. Confidence, confidence, confidence. I'm going to pray right now for fresh confidence. Maybe you've got to shift your focus on where you put your confidence. I'll encourage you, don't put your confidence in the government. Don't put your confidence in your employer. Don't even put your confidence in Chantel and I, because we are human. Put your confidence in the lifter of your head. Put your confidence in the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Proverbs 3.26 says, For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. If your confidence has been shaken right now, if your confidence has been shaken, if you've lost your confidence, I want you to stand to your feet right now in this service. I'm going to pray for you in this, mo- in this moment. I'm believing that God is going to restore confidence back into you. Come on. Well done. It takes a lot of courage. Well done. Well done. Come on. If your confidence has been knocked, things didn't go the way you thought. A relationship went bad. You had your confidence in a promotion that didn't work out. You had your confidence in, in, in something or somewhere. And you're saying, it's disappointed me. But today, I put my confidence in God. I lift up my eyes to the hills. We don't put our trust or hope in man. We put our trust and our confidence in God. There my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. My confidence comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. There's at least five more people you need to stand up. There's five more people, at least five more people in this room. You need to stand up. You've lost your confidence. Come on, come on, have confidence to stand right now. Come on, when you stand, something shifts. Something shifts as you begin to resist the devil. Resist the urge to just to sit and stand in confidence today. All right. Now I've embarrassed all of you, haven't I? I'm sorry. But this is your first step. Because you're standing, saying, God, recognize this. My confidence is in you today. If anyone's standing near you, would you just gently place your hand on their shoulder and their arm, we're just going to pray. I'm going to pray right now. The Holy Spirit on Pentecost Sunday. Everyone with someone being prayed for. Everyone, let's believe for confidence to come back. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Your confidence has been shaken right now. God is going to restore it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Do not put off your confidence. Trust in the Lord. Remember, the Lord brings a great reward. Father, today... We put our confidence and our trust in you.
We make a decision today, a conscious decision to trust in you again. We know things have not gone the way we thought. People have let us down. Maybe pastors have let us down. Church has let us down. Father, family have let us down. But today we put our hope, we put our trust, and we put our confidence in you. We lift our eyes to the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Now receive confidence by faith in Jesus. Receive it right now. Confidence is coming back. Confidence is coming back. Strength is coming back in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't we all stand and begin to worship? Strength is coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We walk out of here with confidence. Not in ourselves, not in our giftings, not in our qualifications. We walk out of this place in Him, in Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, take your seats. We're not even got the plane off the tarmac. The Holy Spirit brings confidence. Number two, the Holy Spirit brings freedom. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom. There is freedom today. Maybe you've been coming to church and you love the feeling of church. You love the feeling when the preacher gets up and how he or she makes you feel. Makes you feel like you can jump over a wall. But that feeling is the Holy Spirit. One of the incredible things is watching people and standing and having the privilege to stand on the door and shake people's hands and give, give you guys a hug as you leave because what's happened is you've encountered the Holy Spirit. And when you walk in with your head low and the disappointments of the week and the discouragement, when you walk out, suddenly you've been in the, the presence of Jesus. You've been in the presence of His Spirit. And suddenly you've been under the reading of the Word. Suddenly it gives you strength and hope to face another week. This isn't good vibes only. This isn't positivity. This isn't positive psychology. This is the presence of Jesus. So when people come into the wonder and they always say, there's something different about this place. We can't quite understand. It's the presence of Jesus. It is the presence of God. If you've come here today and you're saying, I don't understand all this. There's just something. Why are you guys so happy? It's because of the presence of Jesus. The presence of His Spirit. This is the freedom which the Holy Spirit can bring. I couldn't sleep on Sunday night. Chantal and I, we just could not get to sleep. We had, let's just say, a few people here on Sunday night, for the record. But the presence of Jesus in this place, we were on like this church high because the Spirit of God was just moving and ministering and healing and helping people. It's the freedom He brings. We're so privileged to partner with Teen Challenge. Our lads over here on, on my left, your right, and just do such an incredible, incredible job, Sam and the team. I want to show you what the presence of Jesus can do in a person's life. And by the way, I'm all for the natural things. I'm all for psychology and mental health courses, and I'm all for doing the things that we need to do. And so much of Teen Challenge is natural and helps people get back on their feet, but there's, there's a hidden ingredient. It's called the Holy Spirit. 
Because if all we do is just the natural, what happens is we fall back into those destructive habits. We fall back into the patterns. But when you've got the helper of the Holy Spirit, he can continue to help you live in freedom. And I want to just show you a quick story. And I think Mark's here today. He's over there. I want to show you a quick story of Mark. And I want to show you what the Holy Spirit can do in an individual's life. I'm with Mark today. It's his first day coming into Drayton Hall. All right? Yeah, my name's Mark. I've been at uh, Drayton Hall for three days and I'm repair already. Things are going great. God bless you. Hello there, my name's Mark. I'm currently on a programme with Teen Challenge at Drayton Hall in Norwich. Um, can't believe my progress. I've been here for 65 days and I feel absolutely amazing physically inside and also mentally, mentally, physically and fit. And I know now I've got um, a future to look forward to. Before I never had no future look at all. And I'm just looking ahead. And also I've, I found the Lord, read the Bible every day, I pray. And the Lord is taking me on He's guided me actually on a path now, which I'm really happy about. And um, yeah, basically, my family's happy, I'm happy, I'm just looking forward to a great future. Thank you very much. We're so proud of you, Mark. We really are. Well, why don't you tell us what Jesus means to you and how he has transformed your life? Jesus is my Lord, my Saviour, and he actually saved my life from alcohol. Thank you, Lord. Proud of you. Why don't you head over now? Baptize you now. Well done, Mark. God's miraculous power at work. Mark, by the confession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, what he's done in Mark's life. See, we need programs. We need all the things that, to help us, but that alone doesn't, doesn't stand the test of time. But the Holy Spirit, Mark is living, breathing testimony that God is real and His presence is omnipresent through the helper of the Holy Spirit, what He's done. All right, I'm going to pray right now for freedom for you. I've shown you that video because I want to show what God can do in a person's life. We didn't manufacture that. We didn't put him up to that. That's what the Holy Spirit can do. And it doesn't matter whether you're young. It doesn't matter whether you're struggling with biting your nails. It doesn't matter whether you're struggling with an impulsive purchasing disorder. It doesn't matter whether you're struggling with alcohol abuse, pornography, anger, whatever the addiction is, whatever the issue is today, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom here today. And the Holy Spirit can help, can help striving. Some of us, we set New Year's resolutions. Three weeks, four weeks in, we're struggling because we can't do it. It's because you need the help of the Holy Spirit to help you, to give you strength to say no, to give you strength to say yes. If you're brave enough today, you say, John, I need freedom in an area of my life. I don't need to know what that is. But if you're saying, John, I need freedom today, I want you to lift your hands right now. He's done it for Mark. He can do it for you. Freedom. Freedom today. Freedom can come to you. 
the same power which raised Christ from the dead, it lives in you today. Father, we come to you right now. Father, we see what you've done. We see what you've done in the life of Mark. And we thank you today. This is not a good vibe that we feel. This is the presence of the Holy Spirit. And Father, I pray that you would come and break every addiction, destructive habit, situation in people's lives. Holy Spirit, come right now. Come right now, Holy Spirit. We need you. We cannot do this week. We cannot do next month, next year. We cannot do it in our own strength. And we need the strength of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. I come against the addiction of alcohol in people's lives right now. We break it in the name of Jesus. We break the dependency on alcohol in people's lives right now in Jesus' name. By the stripes of Calvary, you are healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you. Came forth for freedom, lifted your hand. I want you to say these words I am free by the power of Jesus. Say it again I am free by the power of Jesus. I am free by the power of Jesus. Addiction no longer has a hold on you, no longer has a hold on you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Freedom, freedom, freedom right now, freedom. You've been tormented for too long. You've been under the curse of this destructive habit for too long. Freedom, freedom from pornography right now in Jesus' name. Freedom right now in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Amen. All right, just find your seats. If you're watching online at home, I know it's a little bit different, but I pray that you're experiencing the Holy Spirit like we are today in the room. So good having you with us. The third attribute of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit brings healing. Holy Spirit brings healing. Romans 8:11 says, "If the Spirit of Him that raised, if the Spirit of Him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you." He who raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken or heal your sick bodies by His Spirit that dwells in you. Healing is not a request. Healing is a divine right. If you are a child of God, healing is your divine right. Turn to the person next to you and say, God wants you well. God wants you well. Now, this is important. This is important. We listen, we listen to the doctor's report, but we believe the Word of God. So this isn't we dismiss every disease, virus, that's not what we're talking about. We listen to the doctor's report, but we believe the Word of God. A few of you know, 12 months ago, I hurt my pinky. And you might say, oh, it's no big deal, but I can't use it anymore. It's just a little bit frustrating, especially in the gym. And I kind of lost a little bit of faith. And at the start of the year, I have, I have my miracles in 23 list. Every year, I put a mir- at the top of my list, I put full healing in my finger. And anyway, I got a surprise checkup letter to come and see the doctor this week. And um, I wasn't expecting I just thought they wouldn't, that, that was finished. And he said, we just wanted to do one more x-ray. He'd done an x-ray on Wednesday, on Monday, sorry. And he said, um, 
we can't believe it, but we found some life in your finger. And he said, we weren't expecting that. He said, we want to operate on you again this week. And so why am I telling you that? It's just a pinky. But you know, sometimes we settle for sickness. We go, oh, that's just the way it is. We settle for a toothache. We settle for migraine. We settle for an allergy. We, set, we just settle. It's just the way it is. It is not the way God designed it to be. And today, if you are a faith-filled believer, your divine right is full health, body, mind, and soul. You have to claim your rightful place in Him. Healed in Jesus' Name. So I'm going to pray right now. If you are sick in body, in mind, I want you to stand to your feet if you're sick right now. Because some of you, you've given up like I'd given up. And the doctor said, I've found life. Here's what I realized. If there's life, there's hope. If you are still alive, if you are standing up, it means there's some life. And if there is life today, there is hope in Jesus. The Lord will strengthen you on your bed of illness. The Lord will sustain you on your sickbed. Okay, are we ready? Now before we do, hang on, before we pray. Some of you are really keen to get healed, I get that. Just one more moment. For our new building, we've hired an interior design company. Their job is to design the interiors to make sure it looks and it feels nice. I'm going to ask you this. Who is the interior decorator of your mind? Who is renovating your mind? Do not allow the enemy to be the interior decorator of your mind. He wants to keep you dark. He wants to keep you gloomy. He wants to keep you depressed. And he wants to keep you sick. And the devil is made, doing torment in people. You're not good enough to get healed. You've been sick for too long. Just settle for the problem. And the enemy has come in and he has been the interior decorator of your mind. But today you've come to church and we are shining the light of the Holy Spirit over every sick area of your body. In fact, there's at least another 10 people that you need to stand to your feet because you've listened to the lie of the interior decorator and you need to stand to your feet. If you are sick in body, I am believing today by faith you will be healed in Jesus' name. Come on, we can wait for you. We can wait for you. We can wait for you. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. We'll wait for you. We'll wait for you. Jesus, He took your scorn. He took your pain. He took your sickness on the cross of Calvary. Jesus' name. All right. We're going to pray. We're going to do it a little bit different. I've written a prayer specifically for today that God is going to heal you. It's a declaration of faith in Jesus. So I want us, we're not on a golf course, okay? We're in church. We're a Pentecostal church which means we make noise. All right, so I don't want us to... Whatever you need to do, you do it. But we are going to read this out in faith. For some of you, it's a, it's a heart's cry. Okay, are you ready? It's going to come up on screen. It's a declaration. Let's read it together. Today, I acknowledge my authority as a child of the living God. 
From today on, I will exercise authority over every sickness, disease, and attack on my health. Satan, you're not my God. You have no authority over me. My Bible tells me that if I resist you, then you must flee. Today, I resist you in the authority of the name of Jesus. From today, I will walk in my God-given authority. Your Word tells me I will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I am the seed of Abraham. I have a right to be well. I am healed by faith in Jesus. Amen. Be healed. Hallelujah. Jesus, presence of Jesus, receive it right now. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. By His stripes right now, you are healed. Jesus' name. The same power which raised Christ from the dead, it lives in you today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Healing. I want to pray right now for people you've been struggling with migraines. I'm not talking about you have a bumpy little head every couple of months, but you, you consistently live with migraines. And you, 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 you've, you've gone to the doctors, they're not quite sure, you've tried medication, nothing seems to clear it. Believing today for freedom in your head, freedom and healing. If you struggle with migraines, just lift up your hand. If that's a, thank you, Jesus. Healing is coming in Jesus' name. Come on, let's just pray right now. Just, just rest your hand on someone's shoulder close by. Healing from migraines right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says He is the lifter of our heads. He's the lifter of our heads. He wants to lift your head right now. He wants to lift that sickness from you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I speak healing into every head, Father, right now. Those who are struggling even to sleep, those who are struggling with insomnia, those who are struggling, Father, on medication, Father, to deal with this pain, Father, I speak health and wholeness into every mind right now. Release in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We release healing over them. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. take your seat. I'm just going to do, just do one more because time's going, but I believe this one is so important for our lives. The Holy Spirit brings direction. Genesis chapter 6, verse 14. Many of you know the, the Sunday school favorite, Noah's Ark, how God instructs Noah to build an ark to save humanity. He says, build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out and construct the decks and stores throughout its interior. 
make the boat 450 feet long, 70 feet wide, 45 feet high, leave an 18 inch open below the roof all the way around the boat, put the door on the side and build three decks on the inside. You're saying, what on earth has that got to do with the Holy Spirit? Because if you, if you read God's instruction to Noah, it made no sense. Because I think it's the only boat in history that was built without a sail, an engine, or a rudder. You see, no sailor, captain, boat builder would set sail without an instrument to guide the boat to the destination of choice. And any sailor or captain will tell you to go onto an open sea with no rudder is high risk. But what do we know about the ark. We know on the ark there was a dove. And we know that on the ark, the dove was sent out to find out whether there was any dry land. And a dove, in God's word, it represents the Holy Spirit. In Luke 3, 22, when Jesus came into his ministerial years, the Bible says the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. The ark had no rudder, but it had a symbol of the presence of God on board the boat. And when the dove came back, holding in his mouth was an olive branch. And the olive branch told Noah and his family there was hope. He told Noah and his family that the waters were descending and his life had direction again. Now come with me here. The Holy Spirit brought guidance to the boat. After nearly a year, the boat landed safely on Mount Ararat. The Holy Spirit is the direction in our lives. Because like Noah and his family, there are times when you do not know which direction to turn. You do not know which university to go to. You get three offers and you think, is it X? Is it this one? Is it this one? You don't know which person to date. You don't know which church to go to. You don't know which job to take. You don't know which direction. And I have a feeling there's a few people in here today and you are at a crossroads and you are saying, I'm not sure which way to go. And the challenge we have in this day and age is we are driven by our feelings. So we feel something and we let our feelings dictate and direct our lives. And then suddenly on our fifth marriage, we're like, how did that happen? Because the dove wasn't on board, you're up. Isn't it interesting that Noah chose the very representation of the Holy Spirit to bring direction to his family. I want to encourage you today. The Holy Spirit is the compass to every young person and you're battling with decisions. And I know this is a tough season when you're 15 and 16 and 18 and thinking which college, sixth form, which university, and you don't know where to choose and who do I date and which direction do I go. I want to encourage you, you have to keep the Holy Spirit in the center of your life. 2007. Chantal and I were leaving the UK and we really felt the stir for ministry and we had opportunities, job opportunities in Australia and America and South Africa and 
We went to South Africa and at first we didn't really feel any leaning towards South Africa. It was a great place, but certainly didn't want to live there and raise a family there. And we needed to make a decision for, for lots of reasons, but by just a few hours after we landed from Cape Town to London Heathrow. And we didn't know what to do. We were kind of torn and Chantel was torn with family in America and I was for, torn with kind of commitments and all, all sorts of things. We, we were just in a mess. Has anyone ever been there in your mind where you just do not know which direction to go? And we got on board BA58 from Cape Town to London. And uh, I said to Chantel, I said, look, you go to sleep and I'll go to sleep. And when we wake up, I'm going to count to three. And I said, I'm going to pray the Holy Spirit speaks to you and the Holy Spirit will speak to me. And if we say the exact same thing, whether it's America, Australia, South Africa, if we say exactly the same thing, we will know that that is the direction of travel. I'm thinking, this could go one of three ways. Because sometimes you don't have anything. So I said to Chantel, go to sleep. And she, like she does on an airplane, five minutes later, she's just knocked out. I'm like, that is, that's not fair. Four hours later, I am just... I am just wrestling with this decision, wrestling. But this, is, this isn't, you know, do we go to Pleasure Hills, do we go to the Pleasure Beach? This isn't that decision. This is where are we going to spend the next five to ten years of our life? Chantel goes to sleep. Little did I know the Holy Spirit was ministering to Chantel in her rest. I, who's ever put on a film and you watch a film because you watched it maybe 25 years ago as a child or a young person? You think, I've just watched that to bring back childhood memories. Anyway, there was, a, there was a film in our video cassette days called How Green Was My Valley. Okay, I think we've got a, 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 little, a little... Does anyone... I mean, you, that's how poor the graphic was. Imagine the movie, okay? And I watched it second time around. I'm thinking, why? It was a black and white movie from 1941 about a Welsh family called the Morgans who were in the mines of, of, of Wales. And I'm thinking, halfway through this film, what am I doing? I should be reading my Bible praying, seeking God and suddenly the Holy Spirit spoke through this film and this young boy is about 25, 26, not too, not too much age difference he walks into his mum in her tiny little kitchen in the Welsh Valleys and he says I'm going to be leaving the valley and she says no, no where are you going? He says I'm going to move to Cape Town, South Africa I'm thinking this could be a conversation I'm having with my mum in about a month, which it was. So I'm thinking that is strange. Of all the hundreds of movies on the flight, I would choose that black and white one. Of all the thousands of cities that boy could have chosen was Cape Town. So I thought, well, let's see what the Holy Spirit's been doing with Chantel. So she wakes up and she comes around eventually. She does take a little bit longer in the mornings. Than, anyway, so especially on an airplane. Um, so she comes around and I said, one, two, three. And we both said simultaneously, Cape Town. And she said that the Holy Spirit was speaking to her on the same flight. The Holy Spirit had spoken to me for an old-fashioned 1941s movie. Now, don't you begin putting a movie on today and saying, Pastor John told me to move to Miami because I'm watching Miami Vice. That ain't going to work. Okay. The Holy Spirit often doesn't strike twice. The, the miracles in the Bible are all very unique. 
So what God does for me is going to be very different for you. You've got your own Holy Spirit story. But I want to encourage you to make sure every day you say this prayer. It's one of the oldest prayers. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I need your direction. I need you to speak to me, whether it's through God's Word, whether it's through nature, whether it's through a film, whether it's through a book, whether it's through a conversation. But God, I don't want to step out of your will. We had seven of the best years of our lives in South Africa. We grew, we understood, we just loved the people of Africa and South Africa. It was, the, it was a Holy Spirit-breathed moment. Do you know what? If I'd have gone with my feelings, we'd have a white picketed fence in America. Because it's easy to go in there. Could have got a passport. Could have gone the easy route. But God said, no, I want you to go into South Africa. I encourage you, you've got to listen. Often the dove will be competing against your feelings. Because he feels good. She feels good. It feels good. Yet the Holy Spirit said, now I need you to go this way. And this is where we need the Holy Spirit direction in our lives. Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are children of God. Don't seek opportunities. Seek the Spirit. Don't allow your feelings to dictate your future. My confidence is not in what I feel. My confidence today is in what I know. My feelings tell me our new building should have been up three years ago. God said, wait. God said, I'm going to send a flood. It was called COVID. I'm going to send a test. I'm going to build some character in the church. I'm going to grow the church. And sometimes, don't mistake don't mistake and wasted time for waiting time. Some of you are in waiting time and you think it's wasted time. And God is saying, no, I'm just allowing my spirit to do some things inside of you that only time can do, that only, only He can do. And I felt today that the Holy Spirit wants to close some doors. Wants to close some doors. In the children's Noah's Ark books, it says that Noah shut the door. In the Bible, it says that God shut the door. What would have happened if they'd have left the door of the ark open? The water would have filled the boat and the animals and the people would have drowned. Yet God closed the door. Here's what happens. When you close the door on the past, when you close the door on some things in your life, what happens is the Holy Spirit begins to get to work and begins to give you some new direction and some fresh guidance in your life. And I just felt today the Holy Spirit, yes, He wants to give you some direction, but He also wants to bring some correction. And he wants to shut the door. And when you allow the Holy Spirit to close some of the doors of your life, let me tell you, he gets to work. The inner rudder, the inner guide begins to take you places and do things with your life that you could never have dreamt of. We, Chantal and I, we have never loved life more than we love right now. We have been more in love with each other. We love our lives, our children. We love our church because the Holy Spirit is the dove. It is the direction of our lives. I want to encourage you when you stand in freedom and you say, Holy Spirit, 
You direct my life. You open the doors. I'll shut the doors I know aren't going to help me. And Holy Spirit, you God, I'm telling you, He will take you to places and do things in your life, in your marriage, in your career that only the Holy Spirit can do. Amen. Amen. All right, let's stand. If you need direction for your future, I think the the message today is stop being the rudder. If you need direction in your life, just slip up your hand right now. If you need fresh direction, that's a lot of you. Don't all leave. If you need direction, come on, you're you're at a crossroads. You're you're saying, I'm just not sure if it's left or right. I'm not sure if it's my feelings, but Holy Spirit, in my job, I don't know if to go for the promotion. I don't don't know if to start the business. I don't know if to ask her on a date. I just, Holy Spirit, I just need you to be the dove, for you to guide the ship. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray right now for every young person, young adult, who's struggling with decisions. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be the peace and the guide. It would help people, Father God, as they navigate, Father God, through the choppy waters, through the storms of life. I pray you'd help people, Father. I pray for those right now that need to shut the door. You need to shut the door on the relationship. You need to delete the number. You need to shut the door. You need to close out the past chapter. You need to close out what's happened in the former life. And you need to walk with confidence and boldness into this new chapter. The Holy Spirit is your rudder. The Holy Spirit is your guide. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. Receive His direction by faith. Receive His comfort in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing this out. Hallelujah. For some of you today, you, you know the direction of the Holy Spirit, but you haven't got the courage to follow it. When Jesus was in the Garden of Eden, he prayed to his Father for clarity. He said, not your will, but not my will, but your will be done. That was clarity. But then he had to have the courage to follow through. And often... Clarity without courage leads to an unfilled life, an unfulfilled life. And today, God wants to put courage with your clarity. So if you have clarity, you know, you know the direction. It could be a move. There could be a move in the spirit. It could be a job thing. It could be to start a business. But you know you've got clarity, but you're lacking the courage to follow through. You're saying, hey, today, I just need courage attached to my clarity. Where are you guys? You need courage to, to fulfill it. Because a lot of people, get the, get, they, get, they get the clarity and they haven't got the courage to follow through. Father, I speak courage right now into every dream. I speak courage, Father, into every business idea. I speak courage, Father God. People, you, they know the right direction, Father, but they need the courage to step into it. So I pray for a boldness and a courage in Jesus' name. Not in your own strength today. Not in your own strength, but by your Spirit. By your Spirit. Amen. And by the way, courage without clarity is reckless. I meet people who've got all the courage in the world and they keep making reckless decisions because they've not had the clarity from the Holy Spirit. When you're making big decisions, you need clarity and courage. They marry well. Okay, don't, don't follow courage without clarity and clarity without courage. You need them both. Jesus went to the cross with clarity and courage. That's a word for you. That was a little extra. All right, I preach far too long. Matt's going to come up and pray for another group of people. Hey, I've got to get on the road because uh, I've got to get somewhere for tonight. But we love you. 
We appreciate you. This is the best church we could possibly be given. And we're so, so pleased that we followed the guide of the dove of the Holy Spirit, which has landed us in Norwich. Come on, let's give God some praise. Amen. Wow. Wasn't that amazing? Anybody encouraged? Anybody helped by that word? It's just so amazing to see you know, so many people respond. And we're really believing for praise reports, you know, for that message there to be of a practical and tangible help in your life. And so please, you know, next week, uh, in weeks to come, months to come, if, you know, if today was a turning point for you, make sure you tell someone, tell your story, share it with us as a church so we can give God praise. And, uh, but let's just stay standing for one moment because I do want to pray for one more, one more set of people. And uh, maybe today is your first time in church. Maybe you've been coming, uh, but even hearing about the help of the Holy Spirit that Jesus said, it is good that I go so that the Holy Spirit can come. Maybe that's actually that's something that you've never realized. That the Holy Spirit was sent by Jesus to come alongside you and help you in your everyday life. Maybe you've never, never heard of God talked about in the way that Pastor John has talked about as in the, in the way of Jesus dying on the cross for each of us so that there, there is freedom, there is forgiveness, there is wholeness, all of these things that are available to us. And so I want to lead and would love the honour to lead anybody in here and online in a prayer. If today you're saying, Matt, I want to declare from this moment on, I'm following Jesus. I need the help of the Holy Spirit in my life. So can we just bow our heads and just give people across this place a moment of privacy and just on the count of three I'd love to know that I'm praying for you and we're going to pray together as a family of believers is that you today you don't want to live another day without knowing Jesus for yourself personally without the help of the Holy Spirit without that confidence on the count of three just lift your hand and I'd love to pray for you one two three thank you Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. People raising their hands, raising their hearts to follow Jesus today. Let's pray this prayer together as a church family. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me to forgive all of my sin and failures so that I could have a brand new start. Please come into my life and help me by the power of the Holy Spirit and to trust and to live for you. Amen. Come on, let's really con congratulate and celebrate with people today. Wonderful. That's an amazing decision. You're beginning your journey of faith today and we've got a gift for you. We'd love to just really mark that decision. The start of a journey that we're all on. And uh, so we have a, a beautiful new uh, edition of Mark's Gospel we'd love to get in your hands. You know, the way that we get to know God is by we look, looking at Jesus and reading about the life of Jesus. And in this Gospel, Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. And so we'd love to really give this and mark this day, this decision for you. And so our team outside, just in the Connect Lounge, they've got one of these for you. And uh, we'd love to help. Just have a chat with us, connect with us. If it's your first time, we'd love to see you back next week. We also tonight have our discipleship course called Follow Jesus. And if you know, you've taken that step today or you'd like to know more about that, then you are welcome along at the 5 p.m. for Follow Jesus. And so, isn't that amazing? What an amazing word, what an amazing service. We're so thrilled that, so thrilled that you were here.
Yeah, come on, let's really give it up, Pastor John. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you said the salvation prayer today, we'd love for you to email connecttofaith at soulchurch.com so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision that you've just made. Yeah, you know, and if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, then head to soulchurch.com and click on the giving at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us today. And we hope to see you again soon. God bless.